0: Hello, and thanks for watching or listening to episode 32 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube or downloading on iTunes or Spotify, a nice review would be fantastic. Um, please, if you can do that. I'm Steve Lillis, and as usual, my co-host with me is John Evans. You OK, John? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Steve. And we've got... a. Uh...
1: Probably Bell to Bell's favourite fighter here today, aren't we? You
0: know, have yeah, Liam pro- a lot of props on this, aren't we? Hey, mate, a proper fighter and a proper guest. I'm not just saying it because I've known him for years, but he is that uh, former WBO Super Worldweight Champion, Liam Smith. Uh, thanks for doing this, Liam. Um, yeah, thanks about how, me. How, how are things now in light of what went down in Russia a couple of weeks ago against uh, Kirbanov? The,
2: the good, Steve. I'm good. You know, I'm healthy and you know, I'm back. I'm back in the gym, but. Uh, the more I think when I think of it gets to me a little bit you know when I think back to it Um I thought beforehand I'd have got a fair crack and you know obviously going there I thought you, you, you'd get drawn into the fact I was getting told I'd get a fair crack and um you know going there I thought you know they might respect me that you know I'm a former world champion and now when I look back to it I was never I was never winning, I was never ever ever beating a Russian on Bits today the over there. Uh, you never even had a the belt there for me to bring home. To be honest, you know when I look back, uh, if I knocked them out, they'd probably got to scroll far for hitting them on the way down. But one thing that took me I more than anything—not never mind the judging—it was the referee. To be brutally honest, yeah, I thought one person who would be fair was the referee because he's in the—he's in the eye. You know, the judges are away from the ring and he can do whatever they wants on a piece of paper. Whereas, I thought the ref would have been fine. And, when, when, when you look, if you look back at the fight, in the sc- scrutinised the referee, it's shocking what he does. He warns off seven times for holding, but turns round and warns me for something. He like says I'm wrestling, then he tells me to shut up, then he tells me does this. It's just like, I think he's just taking the attention off the fact he's, he's warned off seven times. You are know, meant to warn somebody twice or three times, then it's a point, And he warns him seven times for holding, but probably to take the attention off the fact he's warning him that many times he warns him and turns and warns me for like some of the action he does to me is, is crazy like he just does that or tells me to shut up or he goes and I think he's just like t- looking like he's warning both of us but that's what, what, one thing I thought uh, the first round was 100% a knockdown and know Kevin was not hurt but it was 100% a knockdown. You know, you thought he's made a mistake with his feet and he got punished for it. He was off balance and he's being punished on, on the way. I know we weren't there, but in the room we hit to knockdown. And I just think now I think, wait, even if they scored the knockdown, they'd either change the scorecard in some way. I was never <laughs> there. You, you know
1: how the sport works, Liam, don't you? And has it crossed your mind that Tim Zoo's up in the rankings? You're a more attractive fight for Tim Zoo. The England Australia thing, a former world champion. Has it crossed your mind that an opportunity might come that way? I can't yeah. see Zoo going to Russia, can
2: you? Um, of course no, but it, it, you know it's the fact that's what again. When I think of that, they've robbed me of that. You now the WBO ordered me against Tim Zoo. You know that's a big fight, and it's you know it's a it's a world title fight with no world title on the line. It's a huge fight. He's a big name now in Australia, and as being of off, and I went there with a win under my belt and gone there as a big name for a world champion I think obviously I'm I'm presuming it would have been in Australia I think they're you know they're probably paying good money now Tim's building the name over there I think it's fighting on pay per view over there and you know even if it weren't over there that's what I mean the WBO would have ordered that fight so it would have went to Pierce bid so it would have give Eddie a chance it would have give you know MTK a chance it would have give other people a chance to bid at that fight and that's what again when I sit and think about it They've, they've, they've robbed me of that opportunity. And, you know, there's all talks of a rematch. I care, but I've never fought outside Russia. I think, you know, they've, they've, they've robbed a the bank and got a not guilty with that. You know, I was out there for 17 months. Um, I never made 11 stone to 25 months. And I, and I think, as I say, they're, they're never going to get a better chance to beat me. And I still don't think he did beat me.
0: So so what is the light Is there any, you know, before we start this uh, pod? In, in earnest Liam is um, what is there any latest on where you might be fighting next or what, what could happen
2: I, I, you know I'm told I'll definitely fight September I think they're talking to Kabanov and um, Titov in Kibanov's motor as a, a possible rematch in Liverpool from my point of view I believe that when I see it you know I yeah, think yeah, I believe that when I see it um, but you know I've seen Jesse Vargas has piped oh. up now treating me again um, that could come into play but even that one I believe that one I'm gonna see it I've chased that fight for two years now since I got out the being with Sam Egerton as he put that fight up in the air and I've jumped on it and chased it and it still never happens so you know I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens
0: all right then well, we'll press on with this now um how this works Liam uh three minutes six topics three minutes each round at the end of it the, th- the three minutes what happens please John?
1: The bell comes
0: in, Liam. <laughs> right, OK. Over to you, round one, John. Uh, yeah.
1: Right, we all love a grudge, don't we? You know, whether it's um, football, whether it's an old player coming back to your team, whether it's in boxing, whether you've got Morales Barrera or Ben Eubank, it just adds an extra something, doesn't it? And, and that's the reason I'm looking forward to Wilder Fury 3. I think it's going to be mayhem. From the second we get together at that first press conference, So the moment the fight ends, I I think this is going to be, well, not stop sparking. I I know we all want to see Joshua Fury, but you've got two of the biggest characters. You've got one of the biggest, well, the biggest puncher in the sport. You never know what Fury's going to do. They've both got reasons to be pissed off with each other. Wilder's inventing all these reasons why Fury's cheated him. Fury's just been done out of 60 million quid by having to fight Wilder. I think all the all the animosity is going to come to a head. I think the press conferences will be good and I think the fight's going to be short and explosive and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Liam? Yeah, I think
2: obviously everything, there's now bad blood between it because Wilder's done the excuses, he's taken the rematch thing and he's put a stop to Joshua Fiore. So, you know, I think uh, the fans are, Pissed off with it. Fiori will probably be pissed off with it, but I would never, ever write Deontay Wilder off. I think you're probably not going to get one fan who picks Wilder, but... because Fiori did bully him, but I just think he's got that punch power where I would not write him off in the slightest.
0: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm only echoing what you, what you said, Liam. I think it's such... Look, you know what? Wilder could be mentally destroyed. That was a belting in the last fight he took. We don't know how he's going to get and how he's mentally going to react. But if he's, if he's bang on and right, and Fury and know that, you know, he isn't stupid, Tyson. He'll be talking the talk about what we've seen the stuff out doing in one round. It's a really dangerous assignment when, you know, the Joshua fight will be there. <laughs> in November. Joshua hasn't got an easy night against Usyk, but out the two of them, I think, I think the Deont- um, Tyson's got the toughest fight.
1: Yeah. Well, Wilder's had 20 rounds to look at him, hasn't he? And he knows he can't outbox him. He knows he can't be pushed backwards. All Wilder can do is land that bomb and take him out. I, I think he'll gamble. I think he's going to go for it and for however long it lasts. Yeah. I, it's I think be-
2: people, I think people are saying, yeah, but he's if already with his best punch and he's got up and I'm thinking, I'm yes, but, there's sometimes going to be a time where you've got no choice. You cannot get up yeah. in the heavy division. You might not have a choice. You might not be able to get up. And The you know well, the punches that hard? He could. He could see that.
0: And I think even was it the last one? Was it? The, I think it was the first round in the last one. Um, he, he landed a right hand then that, t- that Tyson's knees really went. Was that the first fight or the last one? Even in, in round one, you, you yeah, know, he, in the first, yeah, the it first one. He really hurt Tyson with a right hand. It showed how good Tyson's gym was. It landed absolutely flush. I think it's a dangerous assignment.
2: Yeah, definitely. So do I. There
0: you go. Round two, over to you, Liam, and Josh Taylor. Yeah,
2: I think just... I thought it was a tough fight going into it. I thought a lot of people rip Ramirez off. I've always rated Ramirez. I've seen him a lot through his career. I think he's a top fighter on his day. could. From my point of view, I thought he could have beat Josh Taylor. Both of them at the best, I thought, was a very good fight. But I picked Taylor because at world level and in the big fights, Josh Taylor's always been consistent. He's performed every every big fight he's had, he's performed. Pro grace, you know, all the big fights. I thought Brancic was a tough fight for him when he won the title. I've seen a lot of him sparring in the States. Um, I just think every time he's he, his opponent, opposition has stepped up, he's performed and that's why I picked Taylor. I thought it was a great fight beforehand and and I picked Taylor because of his consistency and, you know, I think that's how it played out. I thought Ramirez boxed a great fight but Josh Taylor was just that little bit ahead of him and the knockdowns were, you know, were vital and I thought Taylor was a worthy winner but I do think it was, you know, a a competitive fight. I was very impressed with Josh's uh, concentration levels. I thought he was, he was brilliant and, you know, he he's become a superstar.
0: Yeah, look, I'm I'm so pleased with him. I've got the name a little bit last year, and this side of him come across then. And what he's got is something I think you've got in that ring, Liam. Look, mo, all fighters have it, but there's certain fighters stand out as having. They've got a spiteful side to them. Yeah, and uh, and I, and I yeah. think that is such an attribute he's got. I don't mean that in a nasty way. He's you oh, know yeah. he is that bully. In a, in not in a nice way, you know. He he just wants to hurt you, and he the. He, I don't think there's a more spiteful fighter. I think i just. You see shades of that when you you've been boxing, Liam. You, you're one of those fighters that have got that spiteful nastiness about you.
2: Yeah, I, I just think some people like to fight, and some people don't. Some people do it because they have to, or they're good at it. You know, I I am I'm, I'm not the best at it, but I like it. You know what I mean? And that's where really, you get some people who do it because. They have to do it. They don't know nothing else. I think you get some fighters who really do like it. And I think Josh Taylor is one of them. Josh it. loving it. Um,
1: <laughs> he was loving it, wasn't he? The way in and when he was leaving the weigh-in, and all the Mexicans were all over him, you know, some people might have ran to the lift, but Josh was in his element there, wasn't he? Right in the thick of all that action.
0: Yeah, I was with him last year and I went to Glasgow for a day with him. We were coming back to Manchester when he was training in Manchester and it was all sorts of troubles on the trains. And I was with Josh and we had uh, about two and a half hours sitting in Nando's outside Carlisle station. And we were talking then and it came across so obvious and he was just straight face. Just I, he just loves fighting anywhere. Absolutely anywhere, he just wants to fight, get a fight, and get on that motorbike of his and go about 200 miles an hour. He is a proper crank, I think mean, that's why I love the cranky fighters, and he's up there with them. There you go, Steve. Stand on your turn. Yeah, um, stand on the Josh Taylor theme with Jack Hatchell, he's the mandatory for Josh, and obviously, the odds of be stacked against him. But you know what? Whether people can say he should be number one or not, he's boxed a catalogue of WBO international title fights to get that ranking. He stepped aside so this fight could take place on a promise, basically that he'd, you know he'd get the win. Although he was expecting, he wasn't expecting Ramirez to fight him. But Josh said, "I'll come to you. Know, come to Edinburgh Castle. We'll, we'll 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 take him. I just think it. Look, you know, we know what the big fight is: Crawford to you know. Big champions at, at lightweight, super lightweight, and welterweight. And I just think it would be harsh on him if he never got his chance in a big, big fight like this, having waited his chance, you know, number one for a long, long time. All those international fighters. And, in, you know, the next contenders in Australian Liam Parrow, I know little about apart from looking at his box wreck. Um, Barbosa Jr., I just remember through beating Sausado, who I mean, it, it seems to be well matched. I just think, you know, it's gonna be hard to tip Jack Cattrell to have a big chance against him, but I still I think he deserves his crack.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's been mandatory, and you know he's been number one for for a while. Um, I, I like Jack Catterall. I've boxed on numerous shows with him. I've trained alongside him. You know, you the same strength coach um, and and a lovely lad. And I hope to God, you know what? I do think he gets a shot. I do think that's that was agreed, and I think that it'll. You know, it'll come into fruition that The boats with MTK, you know, I think it's an easy fight to make for Josh's homecoming. And, you know, it'd be be good for Jack to get his shot. And, you know, we get the shot at the big time, you know, to beat the man. And, you know, you can never see an evident boxing, obviously. Josh Taylor's defeated, and, and, and rightly so. And Jack Carter knows he'd be up against it. Josh Taylor's been getting better and better. But it'd be nice for Jack to get his shot.
1: Wouldn't it be typical of the way Jack's career has gone, though, if, if Josh does vacate and Jack beats this Australian and he's just a man that he wouldn't get his credit for winning the title, would he, you know, if he beat this Australian who's next in the rankings? And it would just be typical of a way Jack's career has gone. But if, if he does go up there, we had him on the show, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, Steve? I don't yeah. think he'd be phased by the atmosphere or anything. Jack's cold as ice, isn't he? But what a tough ask, but what a big fight. And like you said, it's just exactly what we've got to see Jack in, see if he can raise his
0: game like Josh has. Yeah, I mean, look, he won't be phased by it. He was saying to us, you know, he, I think he's almost been told if the fight happens, you're going to Edinburgh Castle September yeah. time. So yeah. I think he's prepared for that. I just get this fear when I see Crawford being mentioned and with Crawford, no big fight on the horizon. It's arguably the biggest fight out there for Crawford that's possibly available in the next seven or eight months. That, 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 that's what's feeling, you know, giving me a bit of fear that Jack won't get this chance. Yeah. It's
1: Um, How good was it over the weekend when uh, Pacquiao and Spence just came out of the blue? You know, it reminded me of um, when everyone was looking at the phones one night and it got announced that Khan was fighting Canelo and everyone nearly dropped the phones. And what a change, you know, from all the months we've had of absolute bollocks and bullshit about contract negotiations and purse splits and TV deals. You know, when, when we do the deals in the back room with just the people involved that need to be involved and then announce it, It just gives the sport a lift, doesn't it? And I know everything's to do with drumming up publicity and getting eyes on things these days, but surely an announcement like Pacquiao-Spence does more good for the promotion, more good for the sport than months of arguing and backbiting and interviews where everyone's just trying to prove each other wrong. And I, I wish it happened more often, you know, no nonsense. The people involved get around the table, sort it out, and then announce it when it's done. And I'm really pleased it happened.
0: Oh, I can't...
2: Sorry, Liam go on. Out there. You missed the YouTubers out at the start of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, a, what a man. I just think what a, what a man Pacquiao is. You know, win or lose, I just think, you know, the age of him, what he's done for the sport. Um, and I see what May would have done towards the end of his career was like really, really picked him and he manoeuvred his way to the 50-and-all. I'm not knocking Mayweather like that say that. For me, one of the best ever. But... Pacquiao just thinks, oh, he's 40, you know, he's away from box, after box for a while, all those politician things, comes back, beats Terman, has another little break and then, Spence is the the, 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 the welterweight coming through, you know, one of the best part, part in the world and, come on there, I'll fight Spence and, you've just got to take your hat off to him, What what a man and what a champion he's been.
0: Where, where do you think? I mean, ask Liam this. Where do you think it would put Manny in the all-time great list if he won this fight afterwards? it 24 months out, 42 years of age? And you know, the Thurman win really was a little bit underrated. Still a brilliant win, the Thurman win at 40 <laughs> yeah. years of age, sensational. No one, no one ever really would say, well, the Thurman win was a good win. No one, no, I think mean, people forget how brilliant that win was against Thurman. But where do you I think mean, he'd? I mean, I mean, good. Where do you think he'd be, Liam? on the all-time great list if he went and beat Errol Spence?
2: He's got to be right, right, right up there with achievements and legacy-wise if he goes and beats Spence. I, I, I don't mean ability-wise like where you rank your Mayweather's and stuff like that, obviously, but achievement-wise and that, that that's just unbelievable and puts him right up there, you know, could, could even, you know, be above Mayweather in the achievements. Where, oh, where, achievements, where,
0: I, it'd have to be. At, do it. I, I,
2: yeah. know, I know Mayweather's beaten, but for him to come back at, at the age he's at and, to, to beat Spence, who is in
0: the plan career, clear, puts him right up there. What do you reckon, John? Where would you hold him?
1: God, achievements-wise, it's right it's up there
0: that, it? not, I'm thinking, you know, yeah. when, you, when you use the word achievement there, Liam, I thought, well, maybe it is the, it is the greatest achievement ever to have won world titles in four decades. Uh, round five. Um, Liam, your division, the super welterweights, and particularly Jamil Charlo, Brian Castano, and another unified champion.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it's a very good fight. I think Castano is underrated. I've rated him for years. Uh, I've been about him for a long time since he was WBA champion. Uh, good fighter, high work rate, short and compact. Obviously, Charlo's a very good fighter technically wise and all of a sudden starting to be able to punch a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's suspicious. So, well, yeah, I think that's a very good fight and I think it's more competitive than people think. Yeah, think People are just jumping on the Charlo bandwagon because of him and his brother are building building big names now, but I, I, honestly, I think that's a very very competitive fight. Um, I probably do side with Charlo, but I think it's a um, I think it's a closer fight than people will think, and be interesting to see what happens then. Because if Charlo wins, I don't think he defends the title again at one sixty one five four. I think he loses one sixty, so be a very interesting.
0: There won't be a lot for him to prove. will they're at one five four. If but with start, no Constan-
2: big money for him now. Maybe, maybe Tim Zhu. Tim, yeah, they, if he... they need to be backing him a lot and, and throwing money about, and I think his manager or promoter done it into saying they'll pay ten million to bring, you know, one of the champions to Australia. So that could be a big money fight for him. But if 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 that doesn't play out, then I can't see no big money fight for him at one five four after the Castano fight.
0: Yeah, I, I I I say I'm with Charles. I'm quite big on Charlo and this like, well, I am, I'm pleased for Castano because when he was that W at that interim belt, he missed out on the Andrade belt. He gave up the WBA, I think, and moved up. And that was the fight that he missed out on when he was interim champion, Castano. So I'm quite, I'm quite pleased for him to have got this chance because, you know, he he went and beat the You know, the Brazilian guy wasn't the greatest champion. Is it Texaria? But he beat him comfortably. So I'm just pleased for him to have got the chance, really. But I've got to be on Charlo to... Quite big to win the fight,
1: yeah. Like like Liam said, he's suddenly become very explosive and powerful, hasn't he? But you, you I think it's an underrated division. but There's been some belting fights, haven't there? Recently, look at Harrison and Charlo and all that. Carry on the ad. When you were champion, Liam, and you were looking at unifications, who was the man you thought? Well, still, he's still in the mix there. Who was the man you thought would be the toughest challenge at 154 from that
2: group? Who you know, was when, I, when I was champion, and I, you know, it was cold, we were back and forth making offers. Uh, Lara was one, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, was you know, messaging me, and we were back and forth with a few offers. But, um, you know, and then obviously Castano had the draw with, with, with Lara. But for me, the unification fight where I was on the man's head, Shadda's head. That was always a fight that I thought. Statistically wise was was right up my street, and you know he was a big, he was a big one fifty four. But star wise, I thought it was it was right up my street. That
0: and it would have been a great name making fight that, because he was getting a lot of attention, wasn't he? I remember you always yeah, fancied it? that as your fight. Uh, final round, never ending. The Nito. We talked about Manny Pacquiao, another great. Who you know he's like a Peter Pan of boxing. He's thirty eight. If he beats um. Ubali, non, is it Nordin, Ubali, the WBC weight this champ, this, this weekend. He'll be have won world titles, different weights, um, in three different decades. And I just find him quite astonishing. You know, he tried to featherweight and when he got beat by Carl Frampton that night, um, I just find after he's 20, I think he's just over 20 years of pro is where the fighters still find the fierce ambition after that time. It's something people like me as a journalist, I can't answer because I don't I just can't imagine that you can still find motivation to be a great when you're already going to be in the Hall of Fame first ballot. 20 years afterwards when you've made fortunes, I just find it incredible. It's like you've been going 13 years, Liam, and, you know, you, you're talking to us tonight and you've still got that hunger and desire, you said, because you just love fighting. I, just, I, I, I wonder where, how fighters like Danair can find it after 20 years to speak with such enthusiasm. Every time you ask them to speak, uh, to, you know, about boxing, you could see h- h- how much it means to him.
2: I'm different to them, Steve. That's where i take my hat off to them. They've got millions in the bank I haven't. And that's where but yeah. I take my hat off to even you know with your Canelo's just trying to keep us busy as he's as he is, yeah. with, with, with you know the money. May you know, how he lives the life he lives with that money in the bank. Obviously not now, but you know, towards the end of his career, what he was how he was still living. But Nanito Dana, one of the all you know, the all time greats, eh, thought he was on his way out after Frampton got back down to the proper weight. I thought he looked very, very good against Ryan Bennett. I know yeah. the injury was was there, but I'll be brutally honest with you. I thought he was on the way to, to beating Bennett anyway. Um I thought he was hurting Bennett and I just think, you know, an exceptional fighter and I'd I'd love to see him win. because uh, 'cause he's been one of me one of my favorites over the years. Even though Nordine I'll probably get stick for yeah. saying Nordine's MTK <laughs> fighter. I know, yeah. I've seen him spar a lot over in Spain with Lee McGregor. A uh, very good fighter, but I'd love to see Dana
0: win. Being credit. It's just the enthusiasm of him. What's your opinion, John? Yeah,
1: how about you know we're talking about Pacquiao Spencer, a great effort? What about um Nanito when he fought in You
0: know, oh, he, talking about
1: great final performances. I just thought that's not his final Big Swan song, you know, his final big effort. I hope he's got one
2: more in him and maybe he can go out a world champion. But tough ask as well. It's like like, yeah. like Frampton. If Dun- if Donade is on his way out a bit, it's a bad start to go against. You know, yeah. I thought Frampton, maybe Frampton's on the slide a little bit, and then it's the worst type of opposition at all. So poor, you know, Nodin's a South Poor talented and it's a tough ask.
0: Yeah, I I just love him. I think, you know, I remember you know, I mean on during the box he's look at his losses, you know. I mean, he lost very early in his career, and I think of the other, you know, six, six losses there. He lost very early in his career, and all the other five losses are against world champions. Which, wow. you know, if you, you know, you 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 won weights at four or five titles, and you've had five losses out of six against world champions. That's a legacy in itself that tells you how good you are and the company that you're mixing in. Um, yeah. Nothing but the great, greatest respect for him. And as I said it before, I just love it when I see him interviewed on YouTube and on TV. And he's like a kid having his first fight still. Yes. It's, it's, it's quite incredible. As you say, hopefully uh, um, you're, you're not having to go for another seven years to 20, <laughs> Liam, to get, to get millions in the bank. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> yeah, you four, yeah. four, three or four big paydays, Liam, do yeah. you, I think, beefy. Get, yeah. get a
2: price fight on your 37, Liam. Oh, mate, i on the way back. <laughs> then, <aren't I? laughs>
0: so just one final question before you go, Liam. Would you ever consider moving back to domestic level? We were chatting about you on here the other week and we were talking what would be for you at domestic level and the name that came up was Anthony Fowler in, in Liverpool. And I, 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 was, I think I might have questioned whether you would go back to domestic level.
2: I go back to Steve. i had not if I had not, you know, not left. I, there's just loads of ways to look at it. Uh, if you want to, I want to know what's next. Do you know what I mean? If you just want to build the file, fight, you just build it. You know what I mean? If you want to offer me, offer me a fight away. But mm. you know, if you, if you want to build it, go and build it to him. Don't build it to me. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to know what's next for me. And father's not next, obviously. So if you want to build, you know, someone like father. Build them up to me, then. You know, go and tell them that. Look, we'll give you one fight, then we'll give you Liam Smith or something like that. Then, you no, know, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I'm not in the world of that. I'm in the world. Of what's next for me? And I want the biggest fight next possible. Um domestic level, you know, I was. You know, I said to Eddie last year on them garden shows after the cheese man be segmenting, um, I'm making in cheese in your back garden, and I, you know, I got told where to go. It was only a joke, like because I knew he wouldn't make it, but. They're all battling out for a well for a bitter title. Oh, I was British champion six years ago. Yeah, so. I I'm not, um, you know, I'm not really interested. I'm not looking at it. Um, the only way maybe possible one more win on that light like, midway belt, the belt of Mar to keep. So that might interest me. But besides that, I'm not really. I'm not looking at any of them. You know, my name. Don't, not, none of them mention my name, and I, I think I think obviously like that for a reason.
0: But I think also a lot of fighters when well, your name's been mentioned, you know, you've heard fighters sat before and I think John had backed me up here. You know, you you know, you've had like me I have spoken to, to junior middleweights and they've said what well, domestic level and they always, that and people have boxers have said, well Liam Smith is at and at the level above now. And that, and they have you know, so I think there's plenty of fighters out there who have disregarded you because of the level you're boxing at. Yeah,
2: of course, and and, and you know, it, that, that that's understandable, but you know, we'll have to see. Obviously, regardless of the situation, I'm coming off the back of a loss. You know what I mean? So, we'll have to see what happens. Um, no, we'll never say never. Brilliant. Thanks, I'll Liam. Be, you know me, Phone me for the fight and I'll ask you where and when. <laughs> yeah. No, you know
0: what? I don't think that lost the other... I mean, it's terrible for you. You're a proud man. You're a fighting man, But I don't think well, that don't, lost... I don't think it's
2: your... You know, I don't mean, it, I think it was John
0: it. was saying the other week. That result isn't... Like a disaster for your career. I don't think you've lost any kudos in boxing because of that 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 you know, defeat as they as it's called. Yeah, of course.
2: I didn't think the same, Steve, but then you know, I watched I watched the um, I watched the interview with Eddie and you know it seemed to it seemed to it did. You know, and she says I lost a loss, so the loss has as has, has hit home now. So, you know, if I'm going off the back of a loss then then then, then fight away and tell me what's next and like I say, for me, for the fight, whoever it is, and you know, I'll listen.
0: Liam, thanks very much for coming on and joining us t- tonight. Um, um, enjoy the rest of your any, any football matches left this season. I'll see you. i you know, score. Sco- back- on
2: not, not tonight, mate. The other cup game last Monday.
0: You couldn't have jibbed it in the Warrington Rylands team the other night. Actually, that's, that's the step you play in, mate. I
2: know, I, know, I know two of the lads who here. Uh, they play a front for Rylands. The, the kid who scored the after. Uh, and the other kids, the email they they play in the same league as me on a Sunday. I know them too well.
0: They had a couple bandits in that team. There was a guy playing there um, from in midfield the other day. He's a pal of mine, Rick Smith. He's only been there a couple months. Must have been because of this cup run. He plays step three football every week at Ashton and Radcliffe, but he's got a good job. When he went and joined Rylands for the, Warrington for the rest of the season, we knew Wembley was on the cards.
2: It's um, <laughs> club, isn't it? Uni's agent, Steph, I think it's his club. Is it? I think so, yeah. I think it's his club.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a good player, him at that. Well, certainly, he's played a lot higher even a year, few months ago. Good player. John, mm. thanks very much. I don't want to bore John with non-league football anymore. I could talk about it all I night. Love it. I
1: love the non-league. I love the non-league. I used to play my finals at Ashton Town. Ashton United, sorry. Oh, up
0: that road here at Earth's Cross, yeah. And
1: yeah. It used to be the, the Sunday League Cup finals it used to be at um, Ashton and Royalston.
0: Did they? I didn't know that. I thought it was always at Curzon. All right then, fellas, thanks very much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And Liam, hope something good news to, um, comes up very soon.
2: Thanks, mate. Nice one. Thanks, Steve.
0: Thanks, Steve.
1: For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.